Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to episode 23 of the Level Up Latina podcast. And this week is a free week, one of my favorite to record. We're going to be doing a random podcast on the last week of the month. So today is a day where we talk about anything and everything crazy that happened throughout the month or just anything random that comes to mind. Como ven, chicas? Super Love bien. it. This was, a, this was a fun episode the last time we did it out of adversity. We had to come up with a topic after a couple of failed attempts. <laughs> and a lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked our random LOL episode. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. Anyone want to jump in and anything crazy that's happened this week that you want to share with us? Or this month. Or this month. I'm yeah. October flew by, first of all. I felt that October just flew by. I've shared that before. I'm like, I felt that the time is just flying by even faster now. Excuse my sniffles and excuse if you hear my child in the background. Their babysitter is a TV today. So um, <laughs> hopefully spirit can keep them busy in Spanish. Con los caballitos. Well, it's just been a little bit hectic in the sense of trying to keep it together going into month five of my pregnancy. I, I don't think I've made an announcement yet. Like formally announced anything like on social media mm -hmm. if you've listened to our podcast you pretty much know that i am <laughs> prego af uh with baby number three which is going to be only a year apart from my other little one that has been uh, a star in our podcast a few times with his uh chichi drinking and eating and screams and stuff that part is crazy and then gali turned two galilea turned two <laughs> And little Shwaki turned eight months. So it's been a little bit of crazy. I think yesterday was my busiest day with them. I had to take them both to their wellness checkup. The six month, which actually ended up being an eight month checkup, Galilea had her two year checkup. So thank the Lord that only one of them had to get shots and it wasn't Gali because Gali would have flipped yeah. out. Yeah. Porque ya la conozco. Ya sabe, ve los al doctor y la nurse y, y rápido. Gritando porque ya sabe lo que le espera. Mm -hmm. Así de que a Galilea nomás le dimos la flu shot y lo bueno que no le dolió nada. I was so surprised. I was like, okay, Shaki got like six shots, oh, it seemed man. like. En las piernonas que se carga. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if, he, if he's getting, there was like five or four needles. That, it was like five needles on there. And I'm like, if he's getting shots that many, I'm like, Gali's got to go first. So yeah, she goes up there, gets her shot, no big deal. Then Shwaki goes up and he was like a true little baby champion. Aww. He's like trying, he's like, siente los piquetes, el primero, okay, no big deal. El segundo, no big deal. The next one, no big deal. The fourth one was screaming and Gary looked the most worried. She almost, she Aww. pretty much like jumped in to Aww. stop the nurse. For me, I think it was just challenging dealing with both of them being like, oh, nos picaron. Andando en la calle, we were there at the doctor's office for like two and a half, almost three hours, and lo que esperábamos y todo. It was just, for me, I'm like, I need a mommy break. Where has the time gone? Because this whole month, I've been like, I felt I need a mommy break, and there hasn't really been time for that yeah. this whole month. And I'm like already thinking, okay, yeah, pues es octubre. I mean, the month is almost over. Things will be fine. And then it's the end of the year. So yes. anyway, that was like my most uh, intense, I think, thing to deal with this, this month in that sense. Can you believe that all that maybe, maybe one day soon, in the next like six months, you'll have a wellness check maybe for three kids in one visit? Can you believe that one? <laughs> bueno, me lo tengo que imaginar because va a pasar. Va a ser muy real. 
Porque va a pasar exactamente. I'm just like mentally preparing myself for this. I don't know, man. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. People have twins all the time, right, Sissy? Yes, all the time. <laughs> so like Schwaki and baby number three will be little twins, basically. And then you'll have Gali's help. You're going to be completely fine. We need Gali to start changing diapers, wiping butts. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, kidding no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I was thinking that I'm like, the most I have her do is help me throw the diapers in the trash. I'm like, okay, yeah, but I love us. That's good. Listen, <laughs> smart kid. They're freaking smart. I feel like the mornings are like rough porque estoy yo sola and, um, you know, just running around, trying to get stuff done, trying to make breakfast, feed them, change them. And my goal is always have them vestiditas, peinaditas, you know, at a certain time. And then I go and change myself. Now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, luckily, I have a, a nanny slash person to help me here at the house. Her name is Vero. Two yeah, Veros. Yeah, no, and she's great. She uh, plays with them. She helps me around the house. She cooks. She's a great cook, too. She has helped me cook a few times. Tuesdays and Thursdays are my day to run. So as soon as, soon as she gets here, I go for a run because I'm training for that half marathon. And I've been doing pretty good. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Luis ayer me dijo, Chula, that's great. You're going to go for a run. He's like, you're going to get like in the best shape. I was like, hey, see, I'm the best shape. Pero a come, come pan. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it's got to be so hard to get in good shape in Mexico. The right? So I know it's so good. And el pan y las panadillas, like so fresco and so delicious. Y Luis, Just like, everything tiene tortilla, queso. Andale, andale. It's so hard. Good. It's so hard. So, uh, ya ves yo con mis quesadillas. El otro día we're near el mercado. And I was like, hey, let's go have lunch here in quesadillas. So, me ordené una de, ¿de qué era? De chicharrón, creo. Y la otra de mi flor de calabaza. To kind of even things out, según yo. Pero ese pan, ya. Yeah. Ya ves, aquí todo el mundo come pan. And it's hard to resist. Especially, you know, con el café. Enjoy your trip too. Yeah, no. You guys are so good about vegetables. So funny story. I know you've been sharing your self-care routine online, Sissy, and then you shared a really cool thing about what's for dinner. Make sure to always have yeah. a side of veggies earlier this week. So literally, I took your advice. Literally this week, every time I've eaten, I've made sure to get a side of veggies. So for instance, yesterday I had dinner. I love going to those, if it's just yo sola, mm -hmm. Whole mm -hmm. Foods or Lazy mm -hmm. Acres, and I love like their hot food but i'm totally taking this advice instead of being like a meat and potatoes kind of girl when i'm there because i want to get you know the meat and the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese for sure both times yeah. okay where's the broccoli que me gusta yesterday i had zucchini lasagna but there was it was meatless because it was zucchini mm -hmm. i'm like sissy will be so proud of me mm -hmm. yeah but uh it's great advice to just at least add the vegetables because yeah. when you find that you're eating less of the crappy stuff don't get it twisted because i still ate my <laughs> mac and cheese and my mashed potatoes <laughs> on this side in my korean barbecue it's still delicious and I used to miss this solita and I had dinner by myself it was actually really nice yes I went yeah. to dinner alone I like to do that alone for my self-care and I had a kid in dance class mm -hmm. and I said you know what I'm gonna feed the kids later and I'm gonna eat alone it was really nice that's cool that's really cool I like doing things on my own hey this is I like myself yeah. you know mm -hmm. I'm funny I'm cute <laughs> you know I'm easy to talk to yeah I could just I'm so relatable easy to talk to <laughs> I don't talk back jeez I'm like the most cool person I have, ever. I have all the best ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the coolest thing I did by myself once I was driving to work 
and this is so obviously a few years ago, right? When I was driving into work, not just waking up into work. I was driving and I was listening to NPR. So the usual news radio. If I wasn't listening to K-Rock, I was listening to NPR because there was too much talking on Power 106. Okay, I'm driving in and I'm think, I'm listening to NPR and they're talking about, oh, and today at the Broad stage, we're going to have Black Violin. What is that? <laughs> so it was like, they're talking about these two guys that play the violin. They're from the inner city. They learned how to play classical violin. And now they do like these really cool pieces where they mix modern music, hip hop with classical pieces. Got to work and I looked into purchasing the ticket and there was literally only two tickets left for the event. And there were both like individual tickets in two different locations. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go by myself, but I was like, you know what? What the heck? Why not? So I bought myself a ticket, drove to Santa Monica, checked out Black Violin, and it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. These guys are crazy. I became such a groupie. I wanted to go down there and like wait in line to like meet them and take a picture. That's cool, Veroca. Fuiste sola. That is so cool to go to a concert sola. That's awesome. Such a good time. And it just reminded me like, why are we so afraid to do things on our own? You know, we're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, Mm -hmm. that I don't have people to go to events with because everyone that was there was either with another person or a group of people. Mm -hmm. And here I am in between big groups of people, right? So I'm like by myself in the middle seat and then just a group of five and another group of here and they people from in the front row knew each other but i was dancing having a good old time because they were legit awesome so if you guys ever get a chance to check mm. them out um, go to youtube it's black violin these two guys they yeah they're pretty awesome but that was the last thing i did by myself Beto, have you ever traveled alone yes I've traveled i think that's alone. so cool like people that travel alone. the closest i've come to it i think is for work i've traveled alone but that's there's always it is people at conferences and whatnot but I do want to go on a major vacation by myself. When I, when I went to Greece, I considered going alone and even Cuba. So tell me about that experience. Where'd you go and how was it? The first time I traveled by myself was into Mexico City. So my fuera ciudad de Mexico. It was, I left a few weeks earlier than when my research program was going to start. We all went to UCSB and they have an awesome, Ceci, I saw your video. You were talking to the hermanas yes. about, I recommend, my tip, my tip yes. is to go abroad. Yes. Yes. So I remember I really wanted to do the program in Spain. I wanted to do two programs. I want to do the summer program in Spain and then from there fly to Mexico to do the research program. Mm -hmm. So it's studying abroad. However, instead of just studying abroad, they gave you, you have to pick a research topic. I applied to both of them. I actually got into both. The only problem was that there was one week overlap, which was going to cause a big problem starting the second program, not ending it. I wasn't going to be able to end one program and start the other. So Mm -hmm. it was going to either, I went to neither or I just chose one. one. Mm-hmm. My thing, I think I've mentioned to you guys before, was that I before I traveled to any other country, I wanted to get to know Mexico deep down inside and know where I was coming, where my family came right. from. Besides the rancho, I'm going to Mexico. And it was the best decision. So I go to Mexico. One of our hermanas from UCLA, Magali, happened to be studying there during the summer, and her program was actually going to go into the regular semester. Hey, Magali, I'm going to come meet you out there, right? And she's like, okay, but I didn't even tell her when I was going, cuando llegaba, nothing. So I jump online, I buy myself a ticket, pack my bags, I tell my mom, bye. I didn't have an address for her to find me. I didn't have a number for her to call me. I just told her, once I get there, I'll get in touch with you. So I fly into Mexico City. I randomly call Magali's like um, house where she was staying because it was uh, you were going to be staying with families. I happened to find her. She was about to walk out the door. She goes, finds her, comes back. She's like, Vero, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I just got into town and I'm, I wanted to see if we could meet up. But I'm like, I had no, no plans of where to stay. I had no, <laughs> I had nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just like, I'll figure it out once I get there. Mm-hmm. So good time, I, Magali was like, okay, well, come meet me. She's like, estoy en el periférico donde está el vergel de los, de los soldados, okay? Mm-hmm. 
if you tell someone periferico, that's pretty much the freeway. Yes. And it's like four or five times. <laughs> it's, that's crazy. So she goes, just come find me. And I was like, girl, I got you. Perfect directions, you know? <laughs> so here I am in my little, it's the taxi, those little green and white buggies. So then they were green and white. Yeah. Grab a little taxi cab from the airport. And I was like, okay, me va a llevar a tal lugar. And he's like, uh, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm going to find my friend. How is it that in the middle of the periferico, we're doing the curve where the soldados are and Magali happens to be standing there. I happen to see her. I wave her down. So cool. Say hi. But then after that, it was like, we meet up. She's like, well, what's your plan? I was like, I don't have a plan. I'm just going to kind of travel and see what's up. So I ended up in the FF for a few days. I went to go, I went, I ended up buying a bus ticket to Querétaro. I found a little hostel there, went to stop by and visited my old host mom when I, went, when I was in summer program there. And I just traveled. I went from Querétaro. I was in Querétaro for a week. Then I came back to Mexico City. Then I got in contact with the host family that I was going to live with. And in that process, I was like, I saw Magali a few times. Actually, she came to Querétaro with me. And then after that, we, she went back and I met some of the best people when I was abroad. It just really puts you out there. Como te digo, everyone's like, DFA, you should never be there by yourself. It's super dangerous. You're going to get yeah. mugged. They're like, no vayas a Tepito. Ahí rápido te van a robar todo. It was just one of the best experiences because I did exercise, you know, caution. I did immerse myself with locals. And they were very open to be like, hey, if you want to do this, I will go with you. We'll accompany you. I met so many people where a lot of times if you already have a group of people that you travel with, you don't open yourself up to the local experience or meeting other people. It kind of makes it just a little bit more difficult. And it really put me out there in a sense of, yeah, I'm alone, but no soy tonta, you know? Sí. It just made it easier to do certain things. Like when you have a group of people you're with, this person's gonna wanna, doesn't want to do this. That person doesn't want to do this. So there's a lot of compromising and sacrifice or things that you give up because certain people in your group don't want to do things. When you're on your own, it's pretty much what do you want to do? Spend your time at the beach or by the lake or outside in, in nature? Or do you want to do the museums? Do you want to do this? Do you want to meet people? Do you not want to meet people? Mm -hmm. And then really opening yourself up to making relationships or establishing friendships with people that you have never in your life met I met some awesome people, the, one of the guys that actually gave us the tips to go to Cuba. And then I met some really good friends in the program where I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm here to make friends. But you kind of tend to do that when you're out traveling on your own and you're not with friends. But in the same position, then you kind of like, you know, grow together. You're like, oh, this is pretty awesome. You're here by yourself, too. Your friends didn't come That's to the program. Cool. No. So it was pretty cool. It was yeah. one of the best things I did. So scary, but fun. I agree. Yeah. The summer that I studied abroad, I was alone too, because um, I don't know. I don't, no one went from, you know, the friends at UCSB, but I met people from other UCs and I made friends with them and I'm still in touch with them. And I haven't seen them in years, como dices tú, pero, but I still like I'm friends with them on, on, on Facebook. I see what they're up to and we're still, you know, in touch. The one time that I did travel by myself, absolutely by myself, and that people from the program were not there was when I went, where did we, I think it was in, oh yeah, I was in Italy, and it was in Italy, and I kind of got homesick. I was in a hostel, oh, yeah. I was in a yeah. hostel, and I called my mom, and like, me puse, me puse a llorar, I'm like, es que aquí estoy yo sola, or whatever. Yeah, and in the other countries that I visited, I kind of mapped it out so that other people from the program, we're visiting the same the countries at the same time. But yeah, in, in Italia, llore. <laughs> That's really cool how the three of us have that in common, how we studied abroad. Yeah. And that was like a time in our life where we got to be alone. I think it was really cool, Ceci, that you recommended that to the younger yeah. generation that's in college now to take that time because it is a forced experience to go on your own. It really is. If you're in a new country, you don't know anybody. Sure, there's other kids in the program, 
but it's just you. They have no idea who you are, what you're about. It's such a great place to figure those things out on your own. I think it was for me when I went to Barbados, I love that. I, it was just so random. We didn't even have housing. Mm. It was Dang. you get there, you get three days, figure out where you're going to live. We had to literally go into the community and look at places, look for housing. Imagine getting to a random island. You two decide we're going to live in Aruba for six months, and you're <laughs> in Aruba, and you, you have to figure out where you're going to live in three days. Like what? But that's exactly what it was like because we didn't mm-hmm. have the housing in the dorm. And I got so lucky that the flight I was on, the van that picked me up from the university happened to be like these kids from santa barbara that ended up being amazing amazing an amazing group of maybe like 12 kids from santa barbara that's your friend right that we met yes yes that's where i'm going with that like i happen to sit next to these two girls and it's like i guess we could live together and one of the two girls that i sat next to one of them really had filas and she's out there looking for a spot and some girls ended up in not very nice places some girls ended up living alone because they did the best they could Mm -hmm. they found the best house they could but i had these two amazing roommates it's awesome house that was furnished monkeys in the backyard a view of the beach all because it happened to sit next girl that had like these pilas and she was like you guys it's furnished this is the rent are you guys down like for sure and as i'm living there with them i tell the other girl i have this dream of backpacking through central america Mm -hmm. on my way home not just flying back she's like cool i'll do that with you (laughs) like it was just so amazing she's with her surfboard surfboard. Caitlin, she's amazing. Yeah. It happens because you're studying abroad, and if, if you can make friends there, yeah, you can make friends anywhere. Yes. If you can travel with young adults and find your way, then you can find your way anywhere. Which reminds me, Isaiah today was talking about my 13 year old, mm-hmm. his grades, and how he's doing pretty good in school this year. And I've just noticed that his behavior's been great, his attitude's been great, so it's really correlated to their grades. Because last year he struggled in math; it was a very hard math class. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, he's got really good grades and I've been seeing him study for math and seeing him study for social science. And so I told him today on the way to school, I'm really proud of all the studying you're doing and how responsible you've been and you're really rocking it with academics. And he's like, yeah, you know, I have Spanish today. Spanish is kind of boring. And I'm like, what? You seem to really have a good hand on that class. He's like, yeah, but that's like the easiest class. I have like the highest A of all of them because, you know, Spanish is easy. And I just felt so much pride, like, oh, my God, yes, like at least one of the three. So I told him, I know that you are doing really well with the Spanish. You do need to speak it more. He's like, yeah, Mom, I know, I know, I know how to speak Spanish. And then I said to him, I took a moment to say, you know, aren't you so proud? Aren't you so proud to be bilingual that you can go to any country that speaks Spanish, that we've been able to travel to so many without missing a beat? You don't have to be shy about where you're going to eat or how you're going to move and that you can speak to other people because you are bilingual. And he's just like, yeah, Mom, yeah, Mom, you know, he's... 13 year old he doesn't care but I'm like hugging him in the car telling him how proud I am that he is doing so well in Spanish but honestly I am proud and I know they don't listen as well when they're middle schoolers and they take it for granted but I hope that when he's older he takes a lot of pride in the fact that if he wanted to live in a Latin American country like the three of us have done he can do it yeah because he's bilingual yeah you know it's pretty Mm -hmm. impressive yeah that's really cool. You know what's scary? It was the first time I traveled to a non-Spanish speaking country. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. it's always been so easy to just travel and have that language in your back pocket. Yeah. You know, it's easy. Like, cualquier cosa que te haga falta, you just ask. You know, it's either English or Spanish and you use your Spanish, no big deal. But I remember the first time I traveled, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, <laughs> what am I? That was the first time I kind of freaked out. I'm like, am I going to be able to communicate and get the things I need? <laughs> what was the, yeah, it was Greece, the non-Spanish speaking and then it was to Paris when we went to France. Before you get there, you don't really know 
are there going to be enough people that speak English? How's that going to work? Same thing with Asia. You think, well, how the heck am I going to get by? But even knowing Spanish, we get by pretty well. Yeah, but yeah I think right so. People are just so much more open to the Spanish part. So I always said when I traveled abroad, I'm like, I'm always going to say I'm Mexican. Yo también. Yo también. Same here. Yo siempre. Same here. Soy mexicana. Sí. Ah, bueno, es que sí. Soy, ahora, ya, pues ahora ya soy ciudadana americana, que no sé qué. Ahí las invento, ¿no? Sí. Y siempre las, no, pues tienes el, el sonido norteñito. Porque según, es que hablas, de, eres norteña. Uh-huh. Pero no del norte, norte de Asia. Uh-huh. Norte de México. It's just trippy to really try to like, I mean, when we were in France and when we were in Greece, I'm like, let's speak Spanish first. Let's try to speak their language. Obviously, I didn't know Greek, yeah. so I was trying to speak Spanish or like trying to find a way to communicate. But as soon as they're like, oh, you try. Oh, it is it that, you know, they're like, oh, you're from here. And they were like, perfect. They make it so much easier. In France, I was like, let me put my four years of French to use. And um, at first it was okay. I speak it better. Like we talked about this when I'm drunk, it just flows. But when you're sober, you're like, oh, you, I think you just get so nervous or uncomfortable. You know, you're just like, what am I going to say? But once they see you trying, at least in their language, they're like, oh, okay. And then they like, go, any, uh, do you speak anything else? Or they start trying to figure out, like, if you speak something else. I'm like, oh, hablo español. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they're like, English? Because sometimes they don't know Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, English. Okay. But people are so much more open when you try to relate and try to ask, tell them that you need help instead of just trying to be those, como se dice, those, hi, those kind of tourists that you're just like, oh, yeah. como se dice la palabra, I'm That's telling good. you, mommy brain, Tur- like, uh, not snobby, I'm trying to think of the word, <laughs> so you guys, this is a daily thing with me right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm back, like, if you, if you listen to the earlier podcast That's that we had, <laughs> they were the worst, because I felt like I had been months without talking to adults and then we start recording this podcast and it's like Vero doesn't know words like, I was like what different avenues you like you mean outlet remember you guys remember uh, how tonta I sound it but anyway that's what don't I worry we now. sometimes edit out the tonta don't be telling people our secrets <laughs> oh no I'm sure they know one of these they- podcasts I'm gonna count the ums and you knows and all that stuff and i'm gonna count them one by one by one you know what the problem is is that we're looking at each other and when you're in person you're gonna go like you know what i mean you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and then like, and then like, so it's like, like we're recording we're looking at each other even though we're all in slow-mo we get stuck in like ugly faces you know a lot of stuff but you kind of want to you're trying to get that yeah. feedback so yeah. that's it's not our fault but actually it is our i fault think our listeners don't thought. mind as long as it's very pure and authentic as it has been which is lovely so let's be pure and authentic i was a tonta i sounded like a total like senora <laughs> that had not talked to an adult person and used adult language in a long time plus i had mommy brain plus i was pregnant again oh no i had just had a baby huh so i was foggy brained all of that Olvídense, así que anyway obnoxious there you go obnoxious to mm, got it i got it anyway so yeah so you don't want to be an obnoxious to, you know um you know um and then we'll figure it out yeah we gotta and i needed to um time. you know talk to you guys and just let it out so yeah one of those obnoxious tourists i think when you put yourself out there it just makes it a little bit easier for them to be like look i'm willing to help you yo you need some help i got you and that's where we have more similarities and differences i mean human beings we are animals as it is we're trained, we're well-trained animals. When it comes down to it, we have a lot of similarities and willingness to help more than the willingness to just watch people suffer and That's true. all that. So is that what anyways. You, is that what you're feeling, Ceci? You're feeling like people that are connected more than not and really embracing you and your family in Mexico. 
I mean, you guys are probably fitting in yeah, super well. Yeah, I think so. I um, I feel like, yeah, estamos acoplados. Like, we know what, mm -hmm. like, our routines. And now we're, you know, we're, we said, okay, Saturdays is going to be our long runs. We're going to have Vero here helping us. So I think slowly but surely we're kind of, you know, adjusting. I found my a place to get my nails done. That's really, really close by, actually. I can, I've actually walked there before. But I went on Saturday. I actually went on Saturday and I drove by myself. Yay. Yeah. Because uh, I've driven here, but I've, I've always driven with, with Luis this time on Saturday. I was like, I'm going to go by myself. Who cares? So I did. I'm getting gel manicures or gel polish, I mm -hmm. should say, out here. But I noticed that it's chipping. I remember I was telling you guys that it chips really easily. And I wear gloves to wash dishes and whatnot. So I think it's because of the pool, like the chlorine. Oh. And we go twice for about an hour with the girls for swim class. So I think that's what it is. I actually uh, reached out to Lisette since she's the expert in, in the nail mm -hmm. at the nail society. Uh, so I told her, I was like, Hey, do you think it's because of that? She said, yeah, it could be that, but it could also be your pH. How are they doing your manicure? And you know, todo eso. I was like, Oh, interesting. And I was like, okay. The chemicals with mine, when I'm pregnant, they just, it just peels off. Even the gel. Like nothing. Yeah. The oh, gels what peels off regular nail, you know, the nail, Polish quita like in seconds, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. you, you walk to the car and you have all oh, your nails are chipped. You have balance snacks is and your nails are chipped. <laughs> <laughs> They're stuck in the back of your man. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, with the with the you change the diaper and your nails are it's chipped. It's smeared everywhere. Yeah. It's like no ni nada like como es when you peel it yeah, off yourself yeah. and the, the it looks dry yeah, like your skin is all messed up. Yeah. Sí, bueno, cuando así pasa with the pH balance como dijo Lisette, they just come off. Yeah. It's it just won't. It doesn't absorb what the gel is, a chemical into your nail, and that's why they just fall off and chip. Yeah. Or it could also be the product they're using. So yeah, well, they're using the the nail polish that she recommended, the organic organic. It's called, I guess, nail polish. And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, this is they use it. It's like maybe they're not using that. I was like, no, they they're using that. In fact, so who knows? Maybe it's the pool. Maybe it's my peach. Uh, balance that's off or different here in Mexico City. Quién sabe, pero pues aquí I'm. I'm if I get regular nail polish, no me va a durar. But they look good. Like mm -hmm. the ones you had last time that you did for the for the launch yeah. party here. The pink with yeah. the, I think I purple, yeah. ¿no? Te duraron yeah. varios, varias semanas. Pues, sí, pero, pero empezó like poco a poquito, like on the corner. Like, desde el sábado, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can tell, but el sábado, me las hice el sábado, and look at that one's chipping. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Try a different place. I'll try a different place. I would kill them. You never know. Maybe maybe there's something about a different place. Yeah. Or maybe it's just you and your mutant body that's rejecting <laughs> nails in Mexico. Yeah. Let's just be real. Let's see what's going on. Let's get Waiting for you guys to plan your visit. Yeah. Yo quiero preguntarle al Irene. Okay. What's that? Yeah. Um, Irene Isabel. ¿Qué onda? Este, I read the post. I read the post recently about how you felt having five years as a, oh, the CEO yeah. of your current company and 10 years with the company, with the organization, doing uh -huh. awesome things. And you didn't get that recognition and knowing that you do, you put in a lot of hard work and you've given so much to this organization and you shared your feelings. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? I'd love to. Thanks for asking, Vero. It's interesting because it's kind of what comes with the territory is being the boss. So I feel those feelings and I'm like, I should share them because I'm sure a lot of people work at places where they they work and work and work and sometimes they just don't get like that thank you mm -hmm. or that like a handwritten note or a just because kind of recognition. I tend to get it a lot at the end of the school year with interns who work with me for a year and then they're very gracious and they're very kind. But 
as years go on, it's like when, when you become the executive director, it's such a big deal. It's such a big milestone, but then work is just work. And then you're just the boss and your job is to put out fires. Your job is to make sure everybody else is okay. It's almost, it's, it's a weird analogy, but it's almost like being the parent. Being a parent is kind of like a thankless job because your kids mm-hmm. don't really realize how hard it is. Everything you go through, that happens a lot when you're the boss, that you're just kind of go, 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 taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And you are just the boss. You're supposed to handle everything. You're supposed to be good with not getting a thank you. And, I, and I've and i learned that through the years. Like you usually do get thank yous here and there, but you more than anything are kind of dealing with issues and putting out fires. But I wanted to reflect on that because I thought, man, it does actually hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It hurt my feelings even more so because as the day went on, after I posted that funny story, we have a, an intern that's leaving our agency. He's being reassigned. He was maybe there six months. It wasn't the best match great guy but he's moving on and my staff member immediately comes in and says we should get a card we should do something i'm like yeah i should buy a gift card Mm -hmm. oh sure she's like get a gift card so i'm at yesterday at freaking cvs for someone who was there six months looking, mm-hmm. picking a card. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, you know, welcome. But it, it's so funny because it puts in perspective like, oh my God, if my staff only knew how I was feeling, maybe they'll catch one later. But I thought I was feeling like no one even sent me a slack. And then the thing happened with the intern where it's like, we should get him a card. Mm-hmm. We, I go, yeah, should I get him a gift card? And so I'm at CBS just feeling like, man, it's tough when you are on the other side of it, Vittle, because you have to be kind of comfortable with not getting those moments of appreciation that maybe you feel you deserve and you can't do it for the outside. You got to do it because you love it and you're good at your job and you're right by people. And you also have to remember people don't have your same love language. Yeah. I'm probably not loving on people the way they want to be loved on. I'm probably always giving cards and, and lunches and thank yous and or quality time with people and they want, or they yeah. want physical touch. And I don't do anything in that nature with, with my staff. I'm trying not to let it, hurt my feelings but I wanted to be honest that it did and then I also want to talk myself out of it's not personal it's not intentional it's not anything against me I have the best staff I have the best board they give me promotions it's like that's a thank you I'm going to give you my tip of the day at this point if you're listening to this when you're feeling those feelings of your your mind is just sort of thinking oh I wasn't appreciated or oh I wasn't noticed or oh I was looking for this recognition it's okay to feel that it's okay to own that but then don't make it worse I think in your thought process and try to find the good mm-hmm. so in my thought process it was it's okay it's hard to kind of notice what the boss is doing but also I get promotions I get reviews I get great feedback from my board once a year I get what matters the most are you getting a raise at your job right because you may be getting all the thank yous in the world my friends but if what you deserve is a raise that's the most important thing and so my tip of the day is talk to us at level up latina because what you probably need is higher compensation a lot of times and not mm-hmm. only thank yous so i don't want to be a spoiled brat on this side of it i'm very grateful i'm i'm so happy for that i see that in my workplace when it comes to really where the rubber meets the road and how I'm taken care of, I see that. I just, my anniversary is just kind of, kind of come and go and those moments of celebration just kind of come and go and that felt a little weird. But my tip of the day is if your salary is not matching your work and you're getting a whole bunch of thank yous, that doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. talk about negotiating higher salaries, promotions, and being treated valuable. And you see that value in the way your work responds to your contribution i do get that so they're two very different things and i was just feeling sad about not getting a freaking a card y'all i like gifts it's my love language you know what i Irene, and my tip to you is que tú no estás sola aquí estamos vero estoy yo like if you're feeling like that call us 
We're here to talk. I, I miss traveling, like home driving, because that was, remember, that was my check-in. Yeah, that was your time to check-in. <laughs> to call. I don't have a specified time now, but when you were feeling that, you too, Vero, like overwhelmed, llámenme yo. Yo soy buena para Great idea. That's a great tip of the day. Call your friends when you're feeling like you need to hear thank you or when you're feeling like you need to hear job well done, friend. I see it. I see you. Thanks, Ceci. I'm going to call you. Vero, you too, Vero. Yeah, please do. It's just crazy because um, sometimes I, I like the post because it's like celebrate you, right? right. Mm-hmm. So if, if people don't see that, that's fine. Some, like you said, maybe they don't speak your love language, but at work, it's kind of hard to apply that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be touching your employees. You can't <laughs> be doing certain things. You know, it's like, then they're like, take it all wrong. Yeah. So in the case, in this case, you know, I used to, wait, okay, well, I worked for many different companies and one company was great at telling you, hey, great job, but they had a way to measure your success, right? Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, look, this person won this because they had all, the, they met all of these goals, these tangible goals and things you can see. And they were great at celebrating you, but the, the hard work you would put in. Then I worked for a company that you're wearing five, ten different hats, and they didn't even know how to say thank you. It was more like, can't you do better every oh, time? That's terrible. And you already know you're putting it all out there. You're doing the best that you can, and not even a thank you. So after a while, I was just like, not like the first six months that I was there, but you know, once you start learning the relationships with the team and your upper your your bosses, because at this point there's no upper management, there's no middle management. It's just you and the bosses and the owners. So it got to a point where I was like, you're welcome. You know, it'd be nice <laughs> to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like, dude, chill, you know. And what became my reward was the fact that when it came time to review my contract or the end of the year review, I was like, look, I, I started, I started because they wouldn't do six month reviews. They wouldn't do all these things. So I had learned that with the previous companies I worked with, I like, get so good to just track your success and measure your success and measure the things that you've been doing. So I would keep my own rep, my own reports. I would track every event. I would track the, you know, the amount of people that would register, the amount of traction of this. And I started measuring everything. And I'm like, look, every year I've been here, we've grown in a positive 15%. Like we've always grown. We've always grown. My girl has my my goal was 10%. We've been at 15% or larger. So I feel that I need the recognition in a in a sense of monetary, you know, yeah. like a monetary. So I would I had the numbers, I had the things to show my hard work. I'm like, look, I don't deserve it. I earned it. So let's talk about that. Maybe you're not good at saying thank you. Maybe you're not good at giving me a gift card. Maybe you don't want to buy me coffee when you walk in in the morning, boss. But it's okay. I should be buying you coffee. And that's what I did. I would buy them coffee. I would buy them the orange juice. I would bring the donuts. I would bring them panadas for my team. And at the end of the day, I was like, if I don't get the thank you, it's fine. If it got to a stressful moment where there were many, I would be like, well, you you know, thank you would be nice, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to track your success. You have to track what you're doing 100%. so that uh-huh, so that you're able to ask for that. Mm-hmm. So great job mm-hmm. of saying, you know, the compensation has to be there for the work, the amount of work that you put in. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you say that, Irene, because imagine not getting compensated and still putting all the work and then not getting the recognition either. Yeah, that would be crazy. Like, I'm very aware. I'm very grateful. Like, I'm very grateful that I just kind of what I liked and it wasn't even a thank you. A congratulations. It almost feels like yes. a birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think your milestones, 10 and 5 years is a big deal. And that feels like a birthday. And I yeah. felt like happy and successful. And so mm-hmm. I felt like, man, it's, it's, I want, I just wanted someone to notice like, congrats, like you've 
had this job for five years. Way to be committed. Mm -hmm. Way to be here. So it wasn't even like thank you that was even lacking. It was just that celebrate you. So I'm glad that you reminded me that the essence of the post. But at the end of the day, I'm super grateful myself and aware that I am valued. And I do see Mm -hmm. the value in the way that I'm respected and the way that I'm compensated in the way that um, my team just is. They're incredible people. So value is very different than just like a happy birthday or feeling like someone missed your birthday or someone missed a milestone or recognition. So they're two different things. And I want people that are listening, like Biddle said, just be very aware of don't also be devalued and not pay the right thing because there's all this recognition. That's not the right thing either. No. Yeah. Um, since we were talking about work and whatnot, this kind of segues a little bit to a funny story that I wanted to share that happened to me at, at work, actually, at the office. Um, I We have a, a awesome office manager and she was also she was also always checking up on me like when I would travel when I was single like you she would always tell me like hey you better text me make sure you got there um safe and you're okay text me and people would make fun of us like that that I would have to check in with her when I would arrive and I think for our honeymoon too she's like okay let me know that you arrived they're like leave her alone like she (laughs) she's married already anyway Long story short, um, when I came to Mexico this time around, I like I'm not even working at the office anymore. But she's like, okay, let me, make sure you let me know that you guys made it safe. Anyway, one weekend I was working at the office. It was a Saturday or something. I was alone, and I was barely gonna start my work, and I heard a lot of commotion outside of the window. And I went to go, I went to go peek, like what's going on? Um, and two young men were on a like on a man lift. And there were, I thought to me, it looked like they were fooling around. They weren't wearing a uniform. So I was like, oh shit, like, are they trying to like sneak into the office? Like what's going on? The man lift had been there in our parking lot for, for some days. There, there was a construction company um, doing some work. So they were using the man lift, but these men I didn't recognize. So I was like, shit, what the hell? So I called Dana, our office manager. And I was like, Dana, um, is there supposed to be maintenance or something this weekend? She's like, no. Not at all. I don't know who those guys are. Um, you should call the police. I was like, okay. So I, I call the police and in San Francisco, they take forever <laughs> to arrive. So they're like, okay, we're going to go check. Are they inside the building? I'm like, no, they're not inside the build- their building. They're just loud. I don't want them to see me. I'm in my office. Um, and at that point, I remembered uh, one of my colleagues kept the bat in his office. <laughs> Just to swing and exercise, um, I don't know for protection, but he had it there and he'd be on long phone calls and like would swing it. So I remember the bat, I went to go grab the bat and I would like, I was like sneaking into the conference room because that's where I could see the men on the, um, on the man lift and just walking around. And of course I was like, I couldn't concentrate. I was, um, I was scared and I was like, what the hell, why did I come today? You know, just questioning myself. Hours later, or now hours later, but like it just to me, it seemed like hours later. I didn't hear from the cops, Nava, and I heard finally from our boss that the second floor had scheduled um, their windows to be cleaned, and so that's that's who it was, and they they didn't inform us. So I called the cops, and I was like, "Forget it, you know, forget." So anyway, I made this huge ordeal and I was just laughing. I was like, I can't work like this. I'm just going to go back home. So (laughs) I told him, yeah, I remember that today. I was like, ay Dios mio, que cosas. But it was funny because I was like, sorry, Dana, I bugged you on a a weekend. She's like, no, it's okay. You know, we just wanted to make sure everything was okay. It was 
It was safe. Freaking her out. Yeah. We freaking her freaking out. Freaking her out. She's so cool to have those people. I saw something on Instagram that was like, everybody needs that kind of person in their life that's like, call me when you get home. Yeah. Text me when you get yeah. home. And it was a couple of other mm-hmm. things too, but I always feel like, oh, I, that's, that's my girls. Yeah. You guys are super like that. Like, yeah. That's a girl it's thing. Late, it's yeah. totally a girl thing. Just like, text me at least. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So. But it was great chatting about random stuff. Is it okay if I recap, my friends? Let me yes. recap some of this so that our listeners can understand what they've uh, learned <laughs> what from us today, <laughs> what, this, what this chaos was. We've talked about running and the delicious fun and how that's actually counterproductive, Cecilia, but you're loving it. Yes. How you're adjusting in Mexico, outside of the nails getting chipped and all that stuff. But uh, it was nice to hear your work stories, and we kind of segued into other work stories and my life at the office. We talked about travel. We always take it back to travel. If you have any questions about travel, obviously the ladies at Level Up Latina got you. We talked about our babies, and I think the biggest news is Vero's wonderful children. She's on baby number three. Congratulations, Vero. That's the most significant random thing we talked about today. So mommy brain, kids shots. Raising bilingual kids. There's just so, so much going on here. And we are continuing to move along with our crazy, wacky lives. So on that note, I want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. When you listen to this, it should be around Halloween time. This is coming out uh, next week around Halloween. So have a safe, happy Halloween, whatever your plans are. Halloween parties, if it's with kids, if it's with friends, if it's with family. Vettel's having a big party for her two-year-old this weekend. Yes. Dressing up and... It's a Halloween monster mash. So if that's what's happening in your life, good luck. Mommies of the world, don't stress. Please don't stress. The best Brave memories women. are just the memories of being together, whether that's candy or parties or dress-ups. Just be with your babies. Enjoy these moments. Don't stress about the costume. Don't stress about perfection. If you're out there in the world and you're getting together with friends, please drive safely, Uber, Lyft, wherever you may be. Take care of yourselves, people. Enjoy this holiday season. I just wanted to share that. And if there's nothing else, I think we're going to sign off soon. Anything else? Any last minute randomness? And then I think Halloween brings out the naughty in all of us. Pónganse su naughty costume. Ya sabemos que nos encanta todas acá las que queremos ser low-key poofy tafas on the weekend. Perfect. It's the perfect time. But it's the perfect time. And I think we always use it as an excuse. And I don't care if you dress up as, you know, making man, the girl from misery, as, you know, or. Um, or a sexy nurse, whatever it is, just feel you, you know, and uh, put that costume to use, man. Make it fun. I'm sure your partner, your sigo, would love it to role play a bit, unless they told you specifically they don't like it. So anyway, put no, that Beto, that's to a use. very good point. Women of the world, I said, moms don't stress about your kids. Women don't stress about you. Put the costume on. Find what makes you feel good, mm-hmm. sexy, comfortable. This is not a time to doubt yourself. Enjoy the holidays. Some people avoid the holidays, I think, because things are just not perfect. You don't look a certain way. Life's not going a certain way. Do not take for granted these wonderful celebratory times. Clearly coming from me. Celebration. Enjoy it. <laughs> no, celebrate. celebrate you. No, really enjoy it. Vettel's right. If you feel like being sexy in the comfort of your own home, if you feel like being sexy in a public, you do that. We empower you. Everybody keep it safe. This Watch me be sexy season. with my pregnant, bu- mm-hmm. my pregnant belly and my... Oversized hey, boobies. Vedo's gonna dress up as a sexy stripper, and <laughs> Sessie's gonna be or my husband. I know Sessie's gonna be <laughs> a sexy, for the party, a sexy runner. Ooh, um, with Daisy Dukes. 
No más, lávense la colita and be sexy. I'm going to be a sexy sugar skull. I'm showing the girls a preview of Ooh. my sugar skull. I'm going to paint yeah. my face white. Así, sexy. ahorita como, the picture's a little blurry, it looks like Doña Florinda Rose. <laughs> I love it. Doña Florinda. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A sexy Doña Florinda. Sexy. Oh, my God. Ooh. My, my tights, my sexy tights. I'm showing the girls here. Nice. Anyway, everybody have a really, really great Halloween. Have a wonderful holiday. This Feliz Día de los Muertos. Sí, after we have a chat. Yes, enjoy it. Enjoy the de los muertos, everybody. So we are going to sign off. Before we do, remember to hit us up at admin at leveluplatina.com. Anything and everything that you might need to reach out to us for, please hit us up. Email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook at Level Up Latina. At Level Up Latina on Instagram and Facebook. Please like, share, comment. We really appreciate all the love and support. If we've made you laugh today, if we've shared some good ideas today, if you thought of you and your college days and your travel days and life in general, please share this podcast with your friends and family. We really appreciate the love and the share. Yes, and just remember, you are appreciated. You're not alone. Aww. We got you. And keep doing what you're doing. No, if it's a bad thing, don't keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing you. Focus on you. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. You are appreciated. You are loved. And happiness comes from within. So find that within, mujeres. Yes. yes. Very much the case. Love you, ladies. Thank you. Chao, chao. Chao, chao. Level up.